thank you, Lord, for taking your word and making it so real to us until we can do nothing but live it out. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for all you have prepared. Thank you for hearts that are ready to receive in Jesus' name. All God's people said, Amen. Come on, give God praise for his presence today. All of you that are joining us online, just give him praise there where you are. You know, doing that is our lifestyle, amen. Amen. I want you to go with me to Luke chapter 14 as we begin to um, close this series on At the Table. For the last couple of weeks, we've just been basking in the presence of God and I want to, um, I want to set your, or reset, maybe a better way to say it, our expectation for what God has prepared and what you can receive. And I don't want anyone to be without receiving. You know, it's an amazing thing. Have you ever been, have you ever been to a formal banquet and your name is in the front of your, your, your setting, your place setting? Have you ever been there? Raise your hand if you've ever been to that kind of a formal. You know, it's expected that you show. For much preparation has been made for you. Say amen. I want, to, I want you to go to, to Luke chapter 14. Um, as, we, as we bring to a, I, I shouldn't say a close. Um. As we bring to a shift this series concerning the table of the Lord I'm asking the Lord for your mind to shift and to think differently about it that every time every time we gather together it is as if the father has already set the table and is, is waiting for us to assemble so you and I can partake of what he wants. I don't want you to miss out on what the Father's prepared for you. The people said amen. In fact, you remember after the resurrection and it was buzz was in the air that people had seen him after the resurrection and the disciples were still, you know, their hopes had been dashed so deep until they almost were fighting against believing it. Not that they didn't want to believe it, they didn't want to be disappointed. And they go back fishing. You remember that in the scripture? And, and they went back fishing and they, they catch nothing. It's a repeat of days past. As it is with, with us when we get disappointed expecting God to do something that doesn't happen or something happens that we never expected to happen and we tend to withdraw our faith and we lift our expectation of what God can do so it was with, with the disciples <laughs> and they go back to what they know was familiar And they're going through the motions, but it's not working real well. They've caught nothing. If you've never fished on a boat for a living, it's hard, sort of hard to understand why the expectation is so dashed because it takes so much effort. And that voice rang out from the shore, hey, have you caught anything yet? And they know that voice. Even to the point where the voice then said, well, they, they responded back, no, 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 nothing. He said, cast your net on the other side of the boat. By the way, that's a ludicrous request. Having fished so much, if I ain't caught nothing by now, the other side of the boat's not going to help me. But they obey. 
they gather them all the effort it takes to gather the nets, fold them correctly, and toss them on the other side. Immediately, there is a humongous catch. And by the way, Renford, for those that never gone fishing, they don't know what it's like to have fish on the other end. They don't know what it's like to be out there wading and wading out. Most, most of y'all fish with a hook and a, and a, and a line, you know. But they, they fish with a net. But when that, if you're fishing with a line, any fisher, any fisherman here? Oh, Lord Jesus, we got to help these people. They ain't never been fishing, my Lord. Oh, have you ever been fishing? Oh, what did I say? Oh, forgive me. Have you ever been fishing? Oh, oh, that's a different question. Okay. Oh, it's amazing. My daddy took me fishing when I was young. He wake me up in the morning and go fishing. He's five o'clock in the morning. And we go to the river. Down, we pick a spot by the river, park the car, get all our tackle, our bait, go down to the bank of the river. And he teaches how to how to cast. So Winford, I, I know you don't, but I I grew up in that. I ain't been a long time though. So Winford, he's a serious fisherman. You got a boat too, right? Yeah, he got a boat. See, we, you, you ain't got no boat yet, but you got a boat. You're serious, <laughs> serious. <laughs> you caught anything yet? No. Put your net on the other side of the boat, and they do, and bam, immediately. And the thrill of that cannot be described. Peter is dismayed because he realizes, oh, it's the Lord. And when he realizes it's the Lord, all of his disappointing action, all of his denial, all of his fear, all of it comes back to him knowing what he promised the Lord and in the heat of the battle in the, in the heat of accusation I know you you're Peter you're one of the ones that were with him no 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 what are you talking about I never knew the man and then to authenticate it he just cursed and said I never knew the man and inside can you imagine what he felt and when the Lord shows up Peter's like ah oh. In fact, the Bible says he, he wraps himself and throws himself. It's a new terminology for jumping in the lake. Amen. And he, he jumps in the lake and he swims to shore. I, mean, I guess he was thinking, oh, I need to take a little longer to get there. And, and he gets there and they're all there and they're all, and Jesus has prepared. I think I asked you that last week. What would it be like for Jesus to, fish you, to fix you fried fish? Those of you who don't eat fried fish, God help you, God keep you, God make his face to shine upon you. That's all right. Stay with, stay with them vegetables. Well, I'll take the fish you didn't eat. I, I mention this because when the Lord fixes a table, it is the best. Are you at 14? Are you at 14? He always, he will never disappoint. Tell your neighbor, he will never disappoint you. Mm. so in the 14th chapter so what I, I have the task of taking a few moments to preach the whole 14th chapter of of uh, of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of of Luke so be sure you read it afterwards so you get all the other details but check this out it happened that when when he went that is Jesus into the house of one of the leaders of the Pharisees do you see that on the Sabbath to eat bread. Notice it was the Sabbath. It was in the house of a Pharisee, one of the religious leaders. And he was a leader. So he would go into sinners' house and he would go into Pharisees' houses. He went on one side of the other Jesus was not stingy with his presence he wasn't he wasn't prejudiced 
He would sit at, in fact, if you look in, in the New Testament, see how many tables he sat at. It's a mind blowing. Sinners and saints, preachers and ain'ts. Saints and ain'ts. He, he, in this, in this case, it's in a Pharisee's home. Do you get that in your mind? Pharisees had money, they had power, they had influence, they had respect, they were regarded as important, but look and see. And he's there, he's, he's going to eat bread, and they were watching him. Do you see that phrase? Are you there in verse 1? They, what were they doing? How were they watching him? They were watching every move he made. Excuse me. He goes into the house of the ones who hate him. He goes into the home of the ones who actually are plotting to get him. He is, he is not intimidated. He is not afraid. He is not upset. He's not vengeful. He goes and he comes and brings the grace that he is into that home. Um, are you still reading? And then it says, they're watching him very closely and there in front of him, there in front of him was a man what? Suffering from what? Uh, do you know what drops, drops he, uh, there's another word we have for today, there's people that, you know, say it again please. Swelling of the. That's not dropsy. Dropsy is when you 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 can't control your consciousness. You can fall asleep. Like narcolepsy. Wow. Say it again. Oh oh oh! Interesting. Okay, I'll check. I'll, I'll recheck that. Thank you. entry I'll check thank you I'll check it out he says he's in front of him and the man's suffering and Jesus answered and spoke to the lawyers you see that the lawyers and the and the Pharisees the legal the uppity upper crust are you still there saints lawyers and the Pharisees and this is what he said is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not Jesus asked them a question. He's in their home. Is it lawful to heal? Jesus said to them, and Jesus answered the Pharisees, but they kept silent. And he took hold of him and healed him and sent him away. I need to send you away because I don't want you to be infested with the attitude up in this house. Here. I need to send you out from this company. He, and by the way, I want you to see all of you that, that, that are in, will be in the marketplace. I want you to notice the, the language. He took hold of him. Some people, as you to pray for them, you need to come on, talk to me. You need to take hold of them, and the Holy Spirit will direct you. Take hold of him and pray for. Him. And and when he when he healed him, Jesus said he healed him, and then he left. He sent him away. Are you still with me? Can you imagine they're sitting there with their jaws jacked open like what in the world? They couldn't heal him. They kept silent. And, 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 uh, uh, and he said to them, and he said to them, verse 5, which one of you will have a son or an ox fall into a well and will not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? They could make no reply to this. And he began speaking a parable to the invited guests. Now Jesus, he, if you can see the picture, he's taken over. Wherever, whatever table he sits at, he's king, he's Lord. Are you there, saints? And he takes over and, he, and check it out. When they noticed how they had been picking out Jesus when they've been picking out the places of honor at the table he said to them when you're invited to someone's house verse 8 to a wedding a feast don't 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 go to the place of honor for someone more distinguished than you may have been invited to uh, invited by him 
and, uh, and he who invited you both will come and say to you, give your place to this man and then you're going to be disgraced. You're going to be looking bad. Are you all there, saints? He said, but proceed to the last place and, and, and when you are invited, go and recline at the last place so that when the one who invited you comes, he may say to you, friend, move up here, move up here higher. Then you will have what? You will have what? You will have what? Honor in the what? In the sight of all those who are at the what? At the table. So I want you to notice that. He's giving a protocol. All of you ambassadors that I'm speaking to today of the kingdom, you need to know the protocol of whatever setting you're in. This story will help us with that. You go to a person's invited guest, don't take the best first seat. And in fact, if you've overlooked the fact that in front of the settings there may be placards, you know, you don't just take that, you don't just move that placard. No, 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 no. You said take the bottom seat. Then when the person comes in, say, oh, oh, hey, hey, uh, hey, 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 Fred, come, 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 up, come up here. And everybody says, oh, who's Fred? You see that? Again, this protocol at the table. Then he goes on, the story moves on. I'm preaching the whole chapter of uh, the 14th. I'm going pretty good. And, <laughs> and verse 12, are you verse 12? And he also went on, same party, same table, to say to the one who invited him, when you're given a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers, read with me, or your relatives, or otherwise they may also invite you in return, and that will be your payment, your repayment. Look up at me, please. There was an understanding in Israel. If I was gracious and I lend, and if I open my table and someone comes and sits at it, particularly somebody who is not my friend, that's expected. Not my family, that's expected. Not my neighbor, that's expected. But I want, but if you, if you, if you take your food, your prepared food, your, what, what did it, I'm asking you, what did it cost you to put that food on your table? Honestly, I'm not going to be long. Work with me. What did it cost you to put the food on your table? Maybe you've not thought about it. Even if you didn't fix it with your hands, but you bought it with your money, what did it cost you? How many hours of labor? What did you have to do to prepare for it? What did you have to clean? Who did you have to pay if you don't clean? Who, who did you pay to clean? By the way, if you don't clean, hire somebody. Let the people say amen. What, what does it cost you to prepare a meal? He says, if this is understood, if you do that to somebody who cannot pay you back, the blessing rolls back to your table. That was the understanding in Israel. Are you there, saints? Check it out. Not your relatives, not your neighbors, but your repayment is what it is if you invite people that will only turn around and invite you. Are you still there, saints? But when you give a reception, verse 13, invite who? I can't hear you. Who? And, and the who? And the who? And the? And you will do what? You'll be blessed since they do not have the means to do what? To repay you. For you will be, come on, come on, talk to me. You'll be what? Repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Now, wow. They're all sitting there. This is breaking protocol. This is not the normal teaching. This is radically different than anything we practice. And he's saying it right in the midst of people who don't even like him. In fact, they hate him. Keep tracking with me. Are you still there? Yes. And when one of those, and then in verse 15, are you on 15 now? When one of those who are reclining at the table with him heard this, he said, huh, 
blessed is everyone who shall eat bread in the kingdom of heaven. But the Lord said, verse 16, but he said to him, a man was giving a big deny. He said, I want you to zero in this right now. I, I read the, the, the previous to, to get to this. I wanted you to see he's in this setting with his, I, 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 I'm assuming this, that his disciples are with him. Rarely would he go to a dinner without his disciples, rarely. And in this case, he's, it's not even a, it's not a banquet in his honor. Well, he's invited, but he knows they don't like him. These are the days of his rejection. Check this out. He gives this illustration. Here we go. A man was given a big dinner. Say a big dinner. No, say it real big. A big dinner. And how many did he invite? How many did he invite? Many. At the dinner, and at the dinner hour, he sent his slave to say to those who had been invited, come, for everything is ready. Now, I don't know every woman in here or guy that fixes, whether you're the grill master, you know, or whether you are a, a, a kitchen guru. Uh, listen, when you prepare food, particularly not necessarily when you buy it from, from you know, the ready market, you know, at Whole Foods or, uh, you know, I know, and every now and then we'll do that. My wife, she's a wonderful cook. But sometimes it's, a, it's just easier to buy it already done than sitting there going in and get it. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? But if you, but if you really show enough, want to show your, wear, your wares, then you go through the effort. You go through the price. Jesus said there was a man who threw this banquet. It was huge. If you don't think big banquets cost, you've never married a daughter. Have mercy, Jesus. If you, if you have never had to feed a company of people, you don't know what this is talking about. If you've ever had to do that, you know exactly what I mean. And you got all, everything is ready. The settings are right. The table is right. The table coverings are right. The utensils are right. The utensils are set right. The plate is in the right place. The two forks or three forks or, or two or three knives and the, and the spoons and the, and the, the napkins are folded in the plates and oh my god it's beautiful and the plates are sitting inside a plate so you got a big plate charge a plate and the plate go inside that plate then you got another little bread plate on the side over there and the, you know you it's beautiful and they're clean and people said amen he said this jesus had this banquet he he says a man had this banquet and he said, he, he said to them, come, the hour is ready. Verse 17, come, the hour is ready. He said his slave, come for the hour is ready. For they all alike began to make excuses. The first one said, I have bought a piece of land and I need to go out and look at it. Have mercy, Jesus. You gonna buy a piece of land you ain't looked at already? Who in the world buys a piece of property and doesn't go look and see what he bought? Ludicrous. Are you there, saints? Keep tracking with me. I'm actually getting close. <laughs> Another said, uh, uh, well, um, he said, well, I got this, he said, uh, I got a piece of land. Uh, please consider me excused. Wow. Another said, I bought five oxen and I'm going to try them out. Please consider me. You're going to try out the oxen that you bought? Try them out? And when and where could you not try them out at any other time? Jesus is telling the story. Are you still there, saints? And another said, I was married now. 
I just got married. Now you know somebody who say, I just got married. What are, what are they what are they saying? I'm gonna try her out. Excuse me, I'm sorry. All right, all right. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, he, he said, I, I, been, I, I just married a wife, and for that reason, you know what's implied here, I, I, I cannot come. And the slave came back and reported this to his master. And the head of the household came, became angry, underlined it in your Bible, and said to the slave, go at once into the streets, the lanes of the city, and bring in here, who, who? I'm sorry, I can't hear you, who? You mean, you want the poor at these beautiful settings? He didn't say change the settings. He didn't say get the plastic forks out. Are we still breathing? He didn't say change the napkins, go get them old wrinkled napkins. Lord have mercy. He didn't change any of his preparation. He changed his invitation. You need to understand the custom. First of all, the invitation had already gone out and they already received it. I call this message RSVP. You should understand what that means because some of you need to, need to answer your RSVP. Because someone is summoning you to an awesome preparation. You have any idea what RSVP is? Anybody know what RSVP? It's actually French. What is it? What is it? Play it, say it again. Respond. How do you say it? R-E-P-O-N-D-E-Z. Respond as a simple play. Meaning, please respond to require confirmation of invitation. Uh-huh. In other words, I did you the honor of inviting you to the, to the point where I wrote it out. And by the way, if you go to, and, and if you go in Europe and you get an invitation, it's like beautiful script, gold leaf, you know, ties and ribbons, you know, when they deliver it. And you, oh, what is this? And they open it, oh my God. And, it's, and it says you're cordially invited. It's a special guest. Excuse me, uh, if you understood who was inviting you, you don't treat those lightly. Depending on the importance of the one that's inviting you, 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 you know, if you got a, if you got a special delivery with a package, you open the, it's exquisitely wrapped and, and, and sealed, you open it, and when you look inside, you have a box, and there's a beautiful felt box, and you open up the felt box, and in there, there is a, there is a scroll, and you pull the scroll out that looks like parchment, that's tied with a gold ribbon, gold and red ribbon, and you say, oh my God, what is this? You, you know right now that ain't no email, hello somebody, that ain't no text, come on somebody, somebody help me. Somebody's saying, hey! And by the way, they are people of authority, importance, and they're honoring you by inviting you. And you, and, and you can't do that some other time with your wife? You can't try the moxing out at another time. You can't look at the property. You mean to tell me that the importance of the, the honor of the one who invited you with such opulence, preparation, and honor, and you can't answer it? disrespect what horrible manners Lord have mercy what disdain what what you might as well spit on their name 
No, you are just going to spit in their face. For the one who invites at this table, and you will see in a moment, the one who invites at this table is the one that has the ability to grant your greatest wish. That means he has authority. Okay, if Uncle Renfro, if he invites you, that's different than when the president invites you. Hello, somebody. You know, we got Americans today, they can't stand the president. If he did invite them, they wouldn't go anywhere. Uh, invitation ought to be judged on the basis of the one who invited you. Some invitations, of course, we would not accept because that's not good company. Some tables you never need to put your feet under. Hello, somebody. And until situations change. But Jesus said a certain nobleman gave this dinner. These are the excuses that came back. The Bible says in his explanation, Jesus' explanation, he was angry. Why was he angry? Why would you be angry when somebody says, I ain't going Because tables represent, tell your neighbor, tables are, ta are places of covenant. Tables are where agreements are made. Lives, directions are, life directions are determined. Major decisions are made. Hey, he summoned his servants. Jesus said, hey, hey, I tell you what. You, okay, you, you go, go get the, blind, the, the lamb and the cripple. They will appreciate the invitation. They, they may not be clean, but they'll find, they'll find some water. To get, you know. Just by virtue of the fact that of who invited them. Is this, is this, are you serious? Remember the, remember the story about Cinderella? Remember that? And the king put out an edict all over the land, gonna come here, gonna try the shoes on everybody. Remember all the fair maidens? And they get this invitation. And there's, oh my God, the, the king is coming. The king's representative was coming. It's like that servant sent out, said, Come, the master, you are invited. Me? Yeah, you. Oh, gotta be some mistake. Is this your name? Yes. This is for you. While you're sitting there, look at your neighbor said, and that invitation has come out to you again and again and again. Are you still breathing? Almost up. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Are you still there? He's angry. Go out to the streets. Go into the lanes. Go into. He, he, by the way, when he invited the, the you know the cripple, remember that. He said, uh, go into the streets and the lanes of the city. Bring the poor, the cripple, and the lame. And the slaves said, Master, what you've commanded I've done that and there is still room Lord have mercy look at your neighbor she said the father's heart beats because there's room his heart bleeds because there's room Look, I, I, I have to admit, I said, Father, I want that. I, I, I thank, thank you for every person that you have sent and that is coming, that is joined. But I have a heart for a full building. No places left. I think that's the Father's heart. He said, every, I've done that. Master, I've, I've done it. I've, I've, gone to, I've gone out 
into the places we know where the poor, where the, we, and I've invited them. And he didn't say they didn't come. He said, what did he say? What did he say? There's still room. Are you still with us? Are they? Here we go. We're still, we're still talking about that table. And then, and then I want you to note, please, go there to the streets and lanes, verse 23. Uh, and, and the master said to the slave, okay, go to the highway, along the hedges, and do what? And do what? And do what? Uh, what, is, what does compel mean? What does compel mean? And why would you do that? Why would you compel a person to come? Does it not say it? What does it say? Compel them to come in. So what? So what? So that. Okay. Let's, 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 let's take it there. For I tell you, none of those men who are invited shall taste of my dinner. That's sad. But I, I, but I tell you, Jesus was so, he was so, it's just when he tells a story, he tells it in a way that impacts the people that are sitting there listening to him. Stay with me. Are you, are you still there in that scripture? He, he said, there's still room, yes. And by the time he gets to verse 24, he says, I tell you, none of those men who are invited shall taste of my dinner. The, the people of God said, amen. amen. Now, now I, I dare not go further. How many of you would say, you know, I just, you know, I'm not that comfortable. I, I'm, I believe many, many of, of God's people don't come to what he's prepared because they don't, they don't, they don't feel like they deserve it or they feel like they'll be ostracized because of it or they feel condemnation Every time we gather together, it's a table. Every time we gather together, it is a table that the Father has prepared. I believe there are people that, that, that if they knew they were truly wanted, man, they wouldn't have. I believe there are people who, who hurt, who, have so, who are so rejected. Don't, don't, don't even, they, they wouldn't even think that, well, I, I just, you know, I don't really feel right in that setting. I don't look the part. I can't talk the language. I don't know nobody. Are you all there? When Jesus was at this table of a Pharisee and they hate him and he's right in the middle of their table saying, I, I want to tell you about the table that is prepared by the, the noble of noble, of course, is his father. If you read the same, if you read the same story, if you read the same story in, oh, it's amazing. If you read the same story in Matthew 22, 1 through 10, you will see that uh, in verse 4, again, they, he sent out other slaves saying, tell those who have been invited, uh, behold, I prepared my dinner, my oxen, my fatted livestock have all butchered, they, they are all butchered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. Come. It's a wedding feast in this case. And, but they paid no attention. They went their way. And the one who, uh, one to his own farm, another to his own business, and the rest seized his slaves and mistreated them and killed them. But the king was enraged and he sent his armies and he destroyed those murderers and set their city on fire. When Jesus tells a story in this instance, he, he takes it to another level. and talks about what he's gonna do to those who reject his invitation. When he tells it in, in Luke, he's saying to them, my father, his heart, he is wide open. He's not judging, he's healing. 
He's not passing sentence. He's forgiving. He's not withholding. He's dispersing. He's not judging. He's promoting. And how does he do that? He does that when we gather at his table. Every time we come together, I don't know if you've come in a posture, Lord, I don't know, whatever you want, Lord, that's, that's what I want. I'm coming to do two things. I'm coming to give because when you come to a banquet, when you come to a table, you give of your presence. You give of your honor. You give of your adoration. When you come to that table, you come uh, thankful. And so you give, and you give of your sustenance. We give every, every time we meet, we generally give an offering because it's his table. And you know what's amazing? He's, he, he is honored to have you. Y'all be the opposite way around. You're to be honored to be invited. Okay, I got to ask you a question. Who do you know that needs an invitation at this table? Who would the Lord begin a relationship with you? So now you become one of the ones that say, hey man, you got to be in this midst. You got to experience what God is doing. His presence, his forgiveness, his healing, his direction, his correction, which is a blessing. What does it happen? Jesus said, the table that I'm preparing is fit for all those who have no excuses. The table I'm preparing is a table for those who recognize the honor of being invited. And what I have prepared is second to none. It is the Father's good pleasure to feed his sheep. It's the King's honor to promote his servants and his representatives. It's his honor. You know, he's so awesome. He puts the person's name on the table before they know it. He says, come. Not only do I want us, by, by the grace of God, to change our attitude about our coming here. This, you know, if you were invited to a, 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 a prestigious meeting, um, you would not be, look at your name, you would not be late. Because you'd be looking bad if you coming up in there. If, if you were invited to an, an exclusive, this is about the kingdom of God. If you were invited to an exclusive meal, what you would do, you would not be, you know, you would, you would, please don't misinterpret this, but I hope you can interpret it right. You would have on the, the best of what you have, whatever, it, what it is. I'm not trying to tell you to put on a tuxedo. I'm trying to tell, I'm not trying to dictate your style. I'm just saying. You know, you because of whose company I'm coming in, you know, you know, I would just like appropriate. In fact, you can look at one of his dinner dinner situations and say, "Man, how did you get in here dressed like that?" You know, because the protocol does. If the issue is, what do you think about the person who invited you, and what do you think about yourself? Please, don't misinterpret what I'm saying. Whatever you have is what you have, but you know, whatever you have ought to be. Come on, talk to me. It ought to be what? It ought to be clean. It ought to be, you, you understand what I'm trying to say? Now, 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 now I, please don't get, don't get screwy on me. It's about what you think about you, who you coming to see. Who is waiting to see you? One other thing. Who are you supposed to bring with you? So you've been praying for them and the, the fathers already put their name 
Holy Spirit is already ready for him. Why we know? Because we already been interceding and praying for this time when we meet together in the first place. And when you bring the man, the Father, his heart. I know whether you are bringing them into to this gathering or whether you are bringing to the gathering in your home or the gathering at your coffee shop or wherever you are meeting, wherever the body of Christ assembles together, there's a table there. Okay, so I, I let it out the bag. Usually when we get together, usually we're going to eat something. Is that okay? Then make sure you be the cook next time. I thought it was interesting when Jesus just popped them, I mean rebuked them in the way he told his story. He said, you know what? Now you you know, you, you got the money, you got the flash, you got the, you got the status, you know, and, and you too busy because you don't think it's important enough. And Jesus said, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take what was, what, 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 what was actually supposed to be for you I'm going to transfer it to those who can't afford it, don't think they deserve it. I'm going I'm to give it to them. Church, don't, do not get in the posture that, you know, we, 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 we good. Don't you understand? This whole issue is about who the Father wants to make good. So as I close today at this table, which is going to remain open, this is the third time, second time, okay. So I got one more time. So as I close today, I want to we'll make it like this. Every time we gather together, you should, your heart should be, Lord, this is what I'm bringing, and I'm anticipating what I will receive. Some of you, your, 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 some of you. Your, your conduct before God, away from the gathering, wherever it is, in, in whatever way that gathering comes. Your conduct it does, is, not, is not like a person who belongs to the kingdom of God. And, and when you come to the table, you need the Lord to feed you something that will clean you from the inside out. Because your motives, your motives aren't right. Have you ever gone to a, a, a gathering of the saints? You didn't last thing in a while you wanted to do. But when you got there, it was like, oh my God, I'm so, oh my God, I'm so glad I came. That's the Father knowing exactly what you need and preparing it for you. What he prepares for you is a demonstration of how deeply he loves you. Some of us need, need the Lord to help us so that, so that when we come into the gathering of the saints, we're like, instead of feeling like an outsider, you, you feel like this is my family. And what hinders that is the way we live. At the Father's table, there's cleansing. Some of you come broken, hurt, pain. Look, I, I've been made aware more so than ever these last two or three weeks, the level of mental illness in the body of Christ. People struggling with anxiety. They live most of their days under pressure and under fear and rejection and trying to figure out whether I want to make it the next day or not. Lord have mercy. With, with parents that really are, are thinking, I don't, I'm, I'm not a good parent because I can't stand these kids. They're like this, I'm going to kill these kids. <laughs> Unfortunately, they mean, I'm going to kill these kids. It's the body of Christ who lives scattered and separated, living in the same house. 
have to look at you one more day. They don't say, honey, you have a, when I look at your eyes, the hands of time stand still. They say, honey, your face will stop a clock. <laughs> they, they're not happy. And they come, they come to the table. And the Lord wants to feed you everything you need. Those who come, I'm, 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 I'm describing what I'm seeing as I look at you. Those who, who, who go, every, they get up, they go to work. They don't know if that's going to be their last day or not. And they live under the dread of it. Worry. Condemnation. Rejection. I want to tell you, when you gather with the saints at the table of the Lord, everything you need is there for you. There's a place. Your place is there. So we're going to do it that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will. But you can stand with me. Because I love it when you stand next to me. Like even better when you lay next to me. No. But that's, but that's oh, I'm sorry. That wrong, is, wrong. That's wrong. not where we are right wrong, now. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Wrong, wrong. wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> what I want you to do is, and it's an act of courage, I want you, if, if this describes you, he said, I, I am so needy, I need God so much. I want to invite you to come to this. We're gonna, we, 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 we will make this the, the standing table today to receive what you need from the Lord. I want you to come. Those of you who say, Lord, Bishop, it is so hard. I'm having such a hard time. I don't know if I'm going to be able to hold. You're wrestling with it. It could be physical in your heart. Maybe you're one of the crippled in the sense of you've not been able to make your way the way you wish you could. Now, Cripple the blind. He said, I can't see my way through. Invite him, Jesus said. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you for these that are here today. I thank you, Lord, for those who, are, who will make a decision. Every opportunity I get to come to that table, I'm going to come so that I may receive what I need. I'm not going to go away needy. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for what you have prepared for those that love you. I thank you, Lord, for honoring them because they honor you. In Jesus' name, I praise you. I thank you. God's people said amen. Amen. And so